How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me Like the fella once said Ain't a head The room was completely black I hugged her and she hugged back Like the sailor said Folk, ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning I go to sleep and keep grinning If this is just the beginning My life is gonna be Beautiful I've sunshine to spread Hey guys, it's Jazzy. I am so, so sorry that I have not been here. Um, I've been kind of taking a mental break. Um, I'm not ready to actually literally just like put myself out there quite yet. So I've decided to just um, kind of put my podcast on pause somewhere else at the moment. If you guys hear like, it's literally the bubble in my fish tank. So I apologize for that. It can be annoying. So I decided um, the last, the last (laughs) actual podcast episode I made was on like survival stuff. But I was thinking because of the whole Russian and Ukraine war, the pandemic, COVID, the economic break we're having. I mean, literally, there's so much shit that's crazy going on in the world, and we're not guaranteed to know what the fuck it's going to look like in the long run. So I've decided that right now, with food shortages specifically, with a war going on, that um, things are starting to look a lot like the Great Depression all over again. And I thought it would be kind of fun to do an episode on like the great depression kind of like building your own great depression pantry like the few um i don't know like 17 staples that everyone should have for the great depression you know and um like the tips that we've learned from the great depression so i thought that would be interesting so with that being said hopefully you guys are all doing really well It is, uh, 11.42 in the morning. It's always weird saying 11.42 in the morning, because it just doesn't seem like it should be a morning. I always want to say afternoon. I don't know why. It just feels like 11 should be in the afternoon, at the beginning of it. So, with that being said, hopefully you guys are all doing well. I will be back soon. Um, I really have needed to take a big mental breakdown. I'm not really ready to put my story out there quite yet, but if you guys would like to, you guys could go look at my vlog. <laughs> I always call it a vlog, guys. Um, my blog, my website, I will link it down in the description. You guys can go check it out. I kind of went into a little bit of detail yesterday, but the problem is, is sometimes when your mental health is just not the best, and especially if you're recovering from like PTSD, is sometimes it's just not easy to talk about it and since I go to therapy and a bunch of other stuff I just sometimes for me it's very hard and unfortunately because of it it triggered a really bad panic attack last night and now I've had anxiety 
like through the whole entire day so far so unfortunately that's what happens if you guys are interested please i will link it down in the description go look at my blog there's other stuff on there too um you may end up just seeing stuff that was on my podcast but in written form or and in pictures and just kind of let you guys into my life and kind of tell you what's going on and yeah so if you're interested um link will be in the description so Dun, 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 dun. Ain't that a kick in the head? <laughs> I have no idea why. But Dean Martin has been in my head. But, um, it's a classic, right? So, without further ado, <laughs> um, I think that let's start off with the 13 survival tips from the Great Depression. I found this from homesteading.com if you're interested. Um, if not, I'm gonna just tell you. Um, and number one comes, um, reuse. Now, you guys, this is very essential, like, even in today's living, even if we, let's just say we go back to our normal lives and everybody's got money and we can buy whatever the fuck we want to buy, we can have a maid wiper ass if we want, okay? Um, FYI, <laughs> never lived that way, so I have no idea why I would say that, but you know what I mean. But, um, some things that I find, personally, that are, like, really good things to use are um fabric wrapping paper um you can use containers like pill popper pill poppers <laughs> with pill bottles and stuff like that um re repurpose them you know um for me i have found that pill pop i did it again that pill bottles specifically are good for like salt and pepper and spices. I know it sounds stupid, y'all, but you'd be surprised. Okay. You can put anything in there. Also, fabric wrapping paper. You know, like wrapping paper we can use. Well, I guess you could use fabric and wrapping paper, but I accidentally said those together. But fabric is something you should use. Um, guys, I don't know how many pieces of clothing I have, for instance, that may have been like my favorite shirt and unfortunately because i'm chunky <laughs> um something happened or my dog ripped it because he's you know that's what dogs do when they jump or if my kid pulled on it you know etc etc same with pants bent over my butt ripped you know um reusing fabric is really important you guys um first of all you guys can make like cool handbags out of fabric okay um who does it and i mean i'm talking like handbags that people buy for like hundreds of dollars when you you make it at home with fabric you've already had um another cool idea is blankets um you can make i don't know what you call like a scrap blanket i guess um you can make yeah i guess you would call it a scrap blanket but uh yeah and you can use it for wrapping paper i mean dude the the list is endless um another thing Number two is use meat extenders to make mill stretch further. Now, fillers, in case you don't know what I'm talking about. Back in the Great Depression, meat was very expensive. A lot of people could not afford meat or there just wasn't meat available. So oatmeal and lentils and even peas were a thing that were big, big staples. Um, you would literally... Um, like bread, I mean, yes, it was the 30s, guys, so obviously recipes were a lot different, period, but bread was made with oatmeal and stuff. Uh, lentils, 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 everything in lentils. And, you know, it also just makes, you guys, 
let's be real, a healthier mill too. And when you're poor, this doesn't just go on the Great Depression, guys. This is just stuff that saved, that we've learned from the Great Depression. But these are things you can just use in your day-to-day life if you're like me and you just have a low income. And right now the world is kind of going through that. Um, number three would be making your own toiletries. Now, I do find that this is kind of an important thing. This would be such as your soap, shampoo, and toothpaste. It is so easy to make your own soap and shampoo and toothpaste. Now, I say it's easy to make soap, but I'm going to be honest. I can't make soap. (laughs) That's something I'm working on. But I've seen, like, tutorials on it on YouTube and stuff. And it, it seems easy. You know, that's another thing. You guys, if the internet was to go down, you're not going to have YouTube. So some thoughts from me to you is buy books, buy books on knitting, crocheting, sewing, gardening, first aid, medical. I mean, literally all of that stuff, even if it is books on holistic, um, oh, sorry guys. I had really bad hiccup there. Um, holistic living to like grow your own vegetables and herbs and stuff for medical reasons. I'm just saying that is something you should look into as books or go onto YouTube and write down guys. I know, I know pen and paper, something no one uses in 2022 anymore. Okay. Maybe the ancient time that I was growing up in the nineties, we used paper and pencil, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I would I would do that, or even type it on your computer, like um, like use Microsoft or something, and kind of put a note. But, um, literally, you can make soap, shampoo, and toothpaste out of simple things like castile oil, apples, um, <laughs> excuse the dog, apple uh, cider vinegar, and baking soda. Uh, these literally are should be your essential ingredients to be able to make those things. Shampoo and toothpaste are so easy. Literally, baking soda and vinegar, bam. Okay, now number four is don't pay for anything you can do yourself. Now, this this is a true story, guys, because there are so many things that people spend too much money on and that are so easy to do at home. That's why people DIY stuff, guys. Again, I think. Sorry about that. I had a yawn, but um, I think you can make you guys. You can make a stove, like a little ghetto hobo stove, from coffee cans and wood and leaves, okay? I know it's not the best, but if you don't have electricity, it works. Um, I've personally made one, I've personally used one. Um, other things, there are, you make, um, like, solar, you guys. I, I know I've stated this before like a hundred times, but solar power is important. Buy things that are solar powered. So if your lights go up, it's important that you do that. Um, and let's be honest, your kids can do it too. Okay, there's so many things that you and your kids can get involved with. Like fun family stuff, or even just like arts and crafts. For me, I'm homeschooling, so DIY is my life. <laughs> it's always been like that, but now that I'm homeschooling specifically, we're finding that DIY is like where it's at, what I need to do. Number five comes in is growing your own herbs and vegetables. Now, this is really important, guys. And I've, I'm going to circle back. I apologize. I cannot stop yawning. So it keeps pausing. That's why. Um, <clears throat> anyways, grow your own herbs and vegetables. And I will circle back to this, guys. I really will because I think this is an essential and I think it's just super, super important. 
Um, because, yeah, you just, you need it, you guys. It's, it's, let's be honest. The way the world's going with food shortages right now, like, I'm going to go over some essentials that you should buy for your herbs and garden, and your garden, your herbs and vegetable garden. Um, and don't forget flowers, because flowers play an important role on gardens, too. Like marigolds help spiders stay away. Um, there's certain flowers that snakes will stay away from. I mean, honestly, and wild animals. So, echinacea is a flower, and you can use it literally when you're sick to boost up your immune system. There's cone flower. I mean, literally, guys. So don't forget the flowers in your vegetables because um, it's just, it's a thing. And not only that, guys, gardening for me personally also is, it's rewarding and it's healthy. But it's rewarding and it's peaceful and it's mellow because there's not a lot to do with that. Um, okay. Number six, buy generic when you can. Okay. This, you guys, is very important because I'm going to tell you... Oh, excuse me. Hiccups. I come from a poor family, as is. I grew up poor. My whole adult life, I have been poor. And um, I have always said and always have bought generic stuff. Now, you guys, there's nothing wrong with generic stuff, okay? <sighs> Y'all, because it goes back to reusing things... Why the fuck buy a Louis Vuitton bag, you guys, when you can make it, okay? <laughs> or you can go to Walmart and buy what looks like a Louis Vuitton bag, but and it's the knockoff brand of Walmart, and it may be $5, but it works, okay? Um, same with laundry detergent, you know? You can go to Family Dollar, and basically, I think... I don't... Is it the... It's the one that has like 64 loads. I don't know how much liquid is in that, but it does 64 loads. Now, you can get the gain version of that, which I believe is like $11. It may be more now because of inflation, but it's like around $11. And to be quite honest, I actually think it's been bumped up to like $15 last time I went and bought laundry soap. I'm not sure. But also, that's another thing, too, that you can make on your own is laundry soap. So also keep that in mind. Um, but like I said, like family, I'm just using family dollars in an example because it's just a very common spot to get stuff that is, um, excuse me, which is, um, generic and then like a name brand. But like I said, you can go to gain and you can get like the 64 load. I don't know. I think it's like, I don't even, I, I don't even know how much liquid it is guys, but I know you know what I'm talking about. It's the big thing of gain. And uh, it's like $11, but now, like I said, 15 But you can go to Family Dollar and get the knockoff brand, which is called the Family Dollar brand. I don't really know if it's an actual brand or if they just call it that, like stores do. Because, like, uh, City Market has Kroger, Walmart has Great Value. So I don't really know a Family Dollar if that's really a thing or if it's just a store thing. But anyway, you can get the same exact thing, same exact scent, same exact loads for eight dollars which unfortunately guys like i'm gonna say i don't know because with inflations and my personal opinion where i live and i've seen it with inflation it's gone up so i think the gain is like up to fifteen dollars as is i don't know how much generic is right now but i do know that gain is fucking hella expensive right now okay um <clears throat> and like i said if you can't buy it you can always make it baking soda or vinegar guys i'm serious Again, we'll go back over the staples. Um, also, 
number seven comes in is just a dab will do. Now, this is really important, too, because, um, honestly, if you believe it or not, guys, we're using way too much soap. Um, that includes your shampoo and laundry detergent. Um, you know, if you think about it, our grandparents learned just a dab will do, which literally was just, like, one little drop and you know, you'll realize that your hair is lathered up. And honestly, guys, yes, I know. Because I got thick hair, I got curly hair, so I get it. And it's getting long. And it's a pain in the ass, and you don't think so. But really, you don't need that much soap. Especially, like, after you pee. I don't know why you're putting in, like, 50 drops of soap in your hand. Okay? So, there's that. Uh, number eight comes in with clean with vinegar. Now, there's so many purposes for vinegar for cleaning, but not just cleaning. You can bake with it. You can cook with it. Um... You can use it literally to, like, shampoos. You can use it for um, soaps. I mean, literally. The list goes on. So, again, let's go back to vinegar. But this does say number eight is clean with vinegar. But it's literally just an amazing household product, guys. I mean, really, it is. It cleans everything from windows to mirrors. And um, it also deodorizes your drains for you. So, I mean, are you kidding me? Number nine comes in. Learn how to sew and mend your own clothes. Now... I personally find this to be a pretty big deal, okay? Because I don't personally have a sewing machine myself, but this is what's going on, guys. You need to learn how to sew, okay? Yes, this is not the 1900s, I mean the 1800s, but, um, or the 1900s, but, um, listen, I don't know how many times my kid has came up to me because she's got a favorite stuffed animal that's ripped and I've been able to sew it together. I mean, why throw the stuffed animal away when you can re-sew it together? Just saying, guys. I mean, I, there's, it's self-explanatory to learn how to sew and mend your own clothes. Not just clothes, but blankets. Uh, phew, fabric of all sorts. Seriously. It's just... It's, it is. It'll save you tons of money. And you'll know how to do it yourself, you know? Uh, number 10 comes in as reusing containers. Now... I use reconfigure. <laughs> I reuse containers. Um, my salsa jars. I always reuse. I put dry beans in after I've cleaned them out. Um, I've put garlic in them. Um, yeah, I'll just take the cloves off and I'll just stick them in. Stick them in there. Tighten the lid. It's done. It's over with. Uh, I do want to mention that if you are doing garlic. Be careful with it. It will go bad a little faster if you're not properly using it, right? But, um, butter containers. I always reuse butter containers. You can use that for a bowl later if you don't have, like, you know, the, uh, a bowl. Uh, number 11 comes in as raising animals for food. Now, I know there's so many freaking vegans out there and so many vegetarians and plant eaters, etc., all of you who are going to come at me for saying that. Ooh, killing chickens are bad. Killing cows are bad. Okay, well, fuck off. Okay, because seriously, right now, in the way the world is, I think everybody should own a chicken. At least a chicken. Okay? I mean, quite honestly. Because you can get those eggs from those chicken. Even if you don't eat the chicken, but let's be honest. If you were in the Great Depression again, that chicken is going to be, like, a mighty good thing. But if you're using it for eggs, then... Why not? Okay. Number 12, which is your second to last item, is coming in saying you need to learn to preserve and store food. Again, I'm going to bring that back to getting books, guys, educating yourself, 
um, writing down things that you're seeing on the internet on how to do this. Teach yourself how to do this is very important because I know a lot of people just use salsa, okay? And I'm using that as an instance. I'm not saying that's like the number one thing, but it's the number one easiest thing that people can can themselves and preserve, to be quite honest. But um, preserving is important. I'm not really good at the preserving, excuse me, thing. Something I'm working around figure it's something that I know how to can. <laughs> also, chicken Mexican soup. Um, and uh, so I've actually learned how to do that. And um, if you're uh, if you're interested in that recipe, you guys can go to food.com and just search in chicken Mexican soup. Is what it's saying. But I personally have made that. And of course, number three, and most importantly on the list, is cherish and spend time with your family. I said that all together. Let's try that again, guys. Cherish the time spent with family. Because honestly, when the Great Depression was around, people were sick. People were dying because of they were poor. There was, well, there was a war going on. People were dying from that. I mean, honestly, you just don't know when that time is going to come up. But not only that, but let's be honest, guys. It's it's important. We all love our family. And our babies get big fast. Um, so I think the next thing, guys, I would like to go over is I want to kind of to give you guys... I, I should have done this at the beginning and I apologize. But let's just go over kind of like a brief history lesson. So, after the end of World War the First World War. I'm sorry, guys. I was literally having a brain fart. So let's try this again. Brain. Okay, we're good. So anyways, <laughs> after the end of the First World War in 1918, the United States was revealing a newfound prosperity. Employment was up and consumer goods, including appliances, cars, and furnishing, were following out of the factories at a record pace. Wise and prudent investments was replaced with recklessness. I cannot talk reckless optimism. Everyone from the mill worker to the millionaire brought heavily in the stock market. Speculative fever infected the masses of money was exchanged for unseen real estate, foreign currency and investment in new companies that had not yet opened their doors. Stocks were so overvalued and the dot com cash was twenty two thousand was in compromisation, which is a walk in the park, y'all. Okay? So that's just something. Um, I guess... Dun, 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 dun. Uh, the market peaked in the summer of 1929, although the GDP, which is gross domestic production... Production? Don't know why I said it like that. Was struggling in a large part because of the drought of the Midwest. This ignited a chain reaction resulting in nightmarish wild-wide foreclosures and repossessions, which then led to reduced spending, which increased layoffs and the production slowdowns and massive un- or underemployment. Now, does that ring a bell in 2022? Yes. In October 24th of 1929, as all hell broke loose, nervousness investors crashed their stocks, which then was called Black Thursday, which saw... 2.9 million shares traded. Five days later, 16 million more shares exchanged hands, and many investors were crushed because the original purchases were made 
with borrowed, not real money. So, by, you guys, by 1930, 4 million people were out of work. By 1931, that number had increased to 6 million. Farmers could not afford to harvest their crops, and food rotted in the fields while thousands starved. Bread lines and soup kitchens sprang into America's cities. It's so, I mean, really, and at this time, basically, remember, this was, would be our grandparents' time when they were young adults, and they were trying to raise family and make ends meet. You know, um, a lot of people back then lost a lot of hope. A lot of people were actually knocking door to door, you know, offering any kind of work that they needed in exchange for, you know, just some food. Which, guys, is really sad. Um, there was no unemployment, insurance, no welfare, or food stamps at this time. So, this, this, you know was a thing, you guys. Um, <clears throat> an Arkansas widow and her seven children were founded by a relief worker to have a little more than a pint of flour and a few scraps of chicken bones. In larger, out-of-work West Virginia coal miners were limited to potatoes, bread, beans, and I believe, I don't know how to say um, lentils, you guys, but it's lentils, but I don't like the bigger word. And the Dust Bowl. Families were paired back in the day with a diet the bare of minimum flour, lard, and potatoes, often supplemented by Russian thristle, better known as tumbleweed. And you had pelgeria, rickets, and other diseases of malnutrition were rampant. The side effects of vitamin deficiency could be felt into the war years when starting number of young draftees for the Second World War. Which were because they were felled their physicals because of it. They, they just couldn't do it. An estimate that was more than 2 million people became, you know, what we call today hobos, which is poor people. Men and women riding the rails in search of work. Sadly, many were teens who felt that they were unnecessarily burdened to their families because back then you couldn't feed your family so yes your younger sister who's a baby or maybe a kid is more important than you as a teenager so yes I, I understand that but um it's difficult to imagine the average income of an american family had deceased by 40 percent every one of four workers were unemployed and those were lucky enough to hold on to their jobs found their houses i mean their houses <laughs> Their hours uh, severely cut. Many families began backyard gardens and vacant a lot of convert to thrift gardens for those who did not have space of their own. I mean, a lot of people were, were building that. Um, and I'm going to break it down that in New York, this is, this is crazy, but this I have to tell you this. In New York, the mayor's committee... Committee, <laughs> committee on Unemployment was formed to supply needy families with fuel, clothing, and food. Supplies were delivered by police, and they, which were re repurposed as distribution centers. Needy families were given 40 pounds of food, enough for a family for a week. Now, in this box, this is what it would tell you that it mainly consists of. This would be a food box, what we would call a food box, I suppose. But this is what the police of New York were giving you 20 pounds of potatoes, 2 pounds of macaroni, 2 pounds of turnips, 1 pound of coffee, 2 pounds of dried beans, 2 pounds of onions, 4 pounds of carrots, 
one pound of evaporated milk, two pounds of rice, two pounds of cabbage, one pound of sugar, one pound of canned tomatoes. Now, that is nuts, but those are the boxes that you would have, and that's literally for a week. Could you imagine 20 pounds of potatoes? I mean, you guys, if you think about it, 20 pounds of potatoes is nothing like that. Nothing. Like, nowadays, if you were to have 20 pounds of potatoes, let's be honest, could we eat those? I don't know. I mean, I know I could, but that is crazy. I... I'm telling you guys, these are things that we should look at. But um, there were students, for instance, and their lunch was their only meal of the day, basically. And parents counted on this. And not only sick for the child, but the one meal that covered by school lunchroom was more food was left for the rest of the family. So alternatively, guys, children save food from their lunch trays to take home to their parents, brothers, and sisters. So basically, things were just so bad that p kids, when they were sending I mean kids, when parents were sending their kids to school, they were sending home their scraps that they didn't eat from lunch. Um, basically, pleasure was a non-essential nutrition was the goal, right? So... As you can see, mills were heavy with low-cost food stuffers like carbohydrates and beans. Vegetables were almost non-existent. Mills were not healthy and balanced, and they weren't very appealing. They did, however, serve a purpose of satisfying hunger and providing much-needed calories for survival. A few mills that were common at that time, and these are things you guys should remember, were fried bologna sandwiches, mashed potato pancakes, warm stewed potatoes, I mean tomatoes, with bread, hot dogs and baked beans, and creamed chipped beef. I'm not really sure what creamed chipped beef is at all, but I would be interested into knowing that. But as you can see, that there was a lack of meat back then, like I said, you guys. Because bologna and hot dogs and whatever chipped beef is, was barely anything. Okay, so... The ingredients to chipped beef, cream chipped beef, let's see. One jar dried beef slices to thin ribbons. So I guess chipped beef is some kind of dried meat. I don't know. If someone could let me know, I'd be interested in knowing what chipped beef is. I've never heard of that before. But, um, yeah, you guys, I mean, this is, it's crazy. I, hot dogs and beans, that's pretty common. I mean, Honestly, has anyone not eaten hot dogs and beans when they were younger growing up? Or was that just me because I was poor? But that was a, definitely a thing for mine. Um, I guess warm stew tomatoes. Wouldn't they technically be like a tomato soup? I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's basically like a uh, tomato soup. It's just you would, I guess, alternatively be stewing them. So yeah, it would be a tomato soup. So really, guys, excuse me, <clears throat> things were very, very crazy back then. Um, so, I honestly, let's just be honest. Um, the next thing I would like to talk about is 
this is coming from www.foodstoragesmoms.com. It's basically building your own great recipe, great recipe, great depression recipe. Um, again, you guys, I'm not going to stress this, but I really think that this is something we should be looking over because like I said, the world is insane right now. So now this is a modern version I believe, of creating your own Great Depression pantry. So, I'm going to go over this, but I'm also going to go over, like, the 17 staples that you should be using, which I believe was smack dab on what was happening in the Great Depression and what they had. But this one is coming in at number one is ramen. Now, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that because ramen is not healthy for you at all. It's got way too much sodium. It's just not a, no. But I guess in the world that we live in, honestly, guys, there's a ramen shortage. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but where I live, it's hard to get a hold of ramen noodles. And if you do, it's like gold. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if I would really put that in as number one. That's a very interesting thing. Number two is rice. Okay, now let's talk about rice because, um, of course you can get packaged rice that's already pre-cooked. I don't suggest that. It does not have a good life shelf on it. Um, also, if you're going to get rice for specific needs, such as like Great Depression, I would buy it in the bigger bulk, not like at a pound at a time. I buy like the five pound. 10 pound, 15, 20, 25, you know, etc. That I would do. And I will also like to say that white rice is where you're going to want to use. Just remember, if you do want to have brown rice, then it has a very sh uh, short shelf life, which I think is like, if it's in the freezer, I think it's like 12 months. If it's in like um, the pantry, it's like six months. I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure brown rice is not, but you should have rice, white rice, like even jasmine rice, because I think that's just white rice of some sort. Just be careful because of the oils is all I'm saying. Um, number three is boxed pasta. Now, yes, I agree that box, box, <laughs> I can talk, box pasta is important. Absolutely. Um, some, what I find is spaghetti is going to be your best bet. Spaghetti noodles and panini and rotini. Um, maybe bow ties. Um, shells, definitely. But um, I would definitely stick with um, like the smaller noodles, personally, because it's going to give you more buck for your dollar. I, pff, buck for your bang, you guys. Uh, number four is dried beans in bulk. Um... Absolutely. And do not limit yourself to beans. Okay, if you guys don't like pinto beans, do not buy pinto beans. If you do not like black beans, do not buy pin uh, black beans. Um, but pinto beans and black beans are going to be your cheapest beans. Uh, lentils, obviously, are very cheap too. Um, but they're going up in price now. So I recommend if you guys are all going to do this, you need to get on it because things are getting ridiculously expensive and soon we won't even be able to buy a damn bag of beans. I think gabazo beans, which I'm probably saying completely wrong, but, um, and even north white beans. Is that what you call them? North 
white beans? That doesn't sound right, but I think you know what I'm talking about. They're like white kidney beans, basically. But um, even them, yeah, garbanzo and the white kidney beans, they're insanely high right now, like for real. Um, number five is canned meat, okay, and fish. Now, again, I want to stress that if you're not going to eat ham out of a can because you don't like the taste of it, do not stock up or buy the canned ham. But it will do the job. Um, canned ham for me, if you have the ability to get eggs, even dehydrated eggs, it, it works wonders. But um, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Uh, same with fish. Don't go crazy and go buy a bunch of fucking tuna fish if you don't like tuna fish. Because then basically you have all this canned food that you're not going to eat going to waste. Number six is peanut butter. Now, peanut butter is definitely a cheap food. But I'm going to bring this to your attention to that peanut butter nowadays is really expensive. I went to the store not that long ago. I think it was last month, mid last month. And I was looking at the peanut butter. And it was like $7 for a little jar of peanut butter. And that's insane. I don't ever remember paying $7. It was like $1.99. Um, another thing, number seven, is oats. Um, absolutely. Oats are important. Um, I know that nobody really likes oatmeal nowadays or oats. But you can put those oats to fill up your bread, to fill up soups. I mean, seriously, the end is endless. Um, not just for oatmeal. There's so much you can do with oat. Number eight is barley, which is great because I was actually going to bring barley up. Um, it's, you know, a great source of fiber and calcium with a lot of vitamins, uh, which is good for your digestive system. And it also contains fewer calories than oatmeal. But you, again, you could add fruits, you could add cinnamon, nuts, etc. And you have basically a delicious breakfast. Number nine, bagged popcorn. Now, I don't know how I feel about bagged popcorn. To me, um, popcorn is an essential for, like, if you want snacks. But it's not something that's going to, like, ultimately be good for you if that's all you're eating is popcorn. <laughs> so, it's... I mean, you can eat it for a meal if you have to, but there's so much sodium in it. The butter, depending on... I, I don't know about bag popcorn, you guys. Um, and also, if you like butter popcorn, just remember that butter may not be, like, available during tough times. Such as now. Butter is kind of hard, and it's expensive. Number 10 is raisins. Again, I don't know how I feel about that. But um, it's good for fiber and vitamins. And again, helps with their digestive system. And they're cheap. And um, some kids like them, some kids don't. But if you do want something kind of sweet, you can always make like, then here comes the wheat and the oats that I'm talking about, like oatmeal raisin cookies. Uh, number 11 is dried fruit. Um, sometimes, you guys, I find that dried fruit is very hard to find at my local stores. But um, like banana chips and pineapple chunks are pretty good to have and honestly there's not going to be a lot of um dried fruit out there when times get harder number 12 is nuts now this goes in with peanut butter um so get peanuts so therefore you can make your own peanut butter just an fyi now 
nuts though I'm going to throw out are not necessarily a cheap snack item. But there's so much you can do. Like I said, you can make your own peanut butter, almond butter. There's so much you can do with the nuts. But if you're allergic to nuts, there's that. I, my boyfriend is allergic to nuts, so it makes it hard for me. But I, you can make your own almond milk. You can make cashew milk. You can make peanut butter. Even uh, walnuts you can cook with. But they're so expensive, so I would not recommend really putting that in your pantry staple. If, unless you absolutely need to. Applesauce comes in number 13. Um, absolutely, we need applesauce. Applesauce is great, but you can also make apple butter too. And that would be something that would be good for. Um, but it's good for your digestive system. And, you know, put a little bit of sugar on it if you have it. A little bit of cinnamon, and it's wonderful. Um, and the last one... No, it's not the last one. But um, spices is coming in, number 14. And sauces. Like, I'm assuming they're talking about, like, ketchup and ranch dressing as your sauces. Like, barbecue and stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't really recommend sauces specifically, ex except for, like, tomato sauces and stuff like that. Um, sauces do have a tendency of having not a very long-term shelf life also because of the oil in them, but it's also something you can make. You can make your own tomato sauce. You can make your own pasta sauce. Um, it just makes things a lot better tasting. But tomato sauce and pasta sauce, I highly suggest that you buy. Um, spices, and can you go wrong with spices, guys? You should see how many spices I have stocked up. I have so many spices that three world wars could go by and I'd still have spices. Um, honey is coming in. Uh, honey is important. I think everyone should have honey. For one, it's a great sweetener if, as a substitution, you know, for sugar that you can add into your oatmeal. There's the oats again, guys. Uh, your tea, which I'm not sure if tea is going to be on this list, but I think tea should be on this list. But um, it's just good. It, it, if it crystallizes in the jars, you can soften it by heating it up from the sun. So, just an FYI. Instant mashed potatoes. Yes, instant mashed potatoes are very convenient. But, um, again, they have a short life. And you can make your own mashed potatoes, guys. You don't really need instant potatoes. Um, canned fruit and vegetables, mm, they can be important. The vegetables, yes, absolutely. The fruit, yeah. But, um, fruit's going up. Just keep that in mind. A flour, yeah, flour's a good thing because, um, for me, tortillas and bread, um, I'm learning how to make donuts now. I'm addicted to these stupid cinnamon donuts. You know the ones that are, like, long and they twist? And I think they call them, like, cinnamon twists or something. I don't know. They're addicting. Vegetable oils, coconut oils, those are definitely, absolutely, an essential um, oils. I recommend vegetable oil. And if you can, virgin oil. Olive oil, not virgin oil. <laughs> that sounds... Sorry. That sounded funny. But, um, yeah, I would suggest that. Um... And then they're saying creamed soups. I've got to tell you that these will be excellent for your Great Depression pantry. But you also have to remember that the life, the shelf life on that, is not going to be the best because of it being creamed. And again, you can make cream soup by yourself. 
for a cheaper price. Uh, I then chicken and beef broth is coming in. Absolutely, yes. I think that you need to um, have that. Why not, guys? You want things to taste good, right? Um, boyan. That's the word I'm looking for. Boyan is good for everything. It's relatively still cheap, and you can get a lot of it. Um, I suggest that if you're going to go for the boyan, don't get the cubes. Just get the powder. Or if you do have the cubes, crush it down to powder, guys. That's something I think that's essential that you should do. Um, but yeah. That's that's what they're saying, you guys. And I, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. That's just it. Um the next one is going to be from lemon zest and basil.com. Frugal Pantry Basics. This is the 17 staples from the Great Depression. Let's see what they're offering. Cause I don't know. Guys, I don't know. The last one was like kind of crazy to me because I was like ramen noodles. But I would not recommend ramen noodles for multiple reasons. Unhealthy. They're not going to fill you up. I mean, you can put meat in them if you have the meat. And you can put like vegetables in it and stuff. But they're not going to fill you up that much. And if, well, they can fill you up because of the sodium. But it's not going to be good for you. Like, Sodium is not good when you're going through, like, depression, like, Great Depression issues, because, like, it's not going to be good for your poop, to be quite honest. So, let us see. They're saying number one is flour. Okay, and like I said, yes, flour, and you guys, I also recommend that you um, are storing your flour in, like, bags or, like, a, um, what do you call this thing? A vacuum seal bag. Um... I, if you're going to do that long term, I think that that's something that you should use. Um, and I don't know if this is going to show up on the list, so I apologize. But within the storing powdered milk, I would get powdered milk. Absolutely. It's very expensive nowadays, but I would stock up on it. Number two, they're saying cornmeal. Oh, yeah. See, we're already off to a good start. Um, you know, cornmeal just basically was used for cornbread. And, uh, basically, you can make it for the bottom of homemade breads, um, and pizzas, like English muffins. But you can also use it for waffles in a pinch. Or turn it into pudding. It sounds nasty, but, like I said, oh, here we go. Olive oil and vinegar. And we've already talked about vinegar. And vinegar is good for multiple reasons, not just, um, you can also make a homemade, uh, salad dressing out of vinegar and olive oil, so... There's that. Um, they're also saying dried fruit. But they're saying specifically prunes, dates, and raisins. Raisins? Yes. Um, and believe it or not, a lot of Great Depression foods are going to have prunes, dates, and raisins because they're, they were cheap back then. Uh, again, it's hard for me to want to say get dried fruit because of the simple fact that it's just a lot. Really, it is. Um, like now we're saying baking powder and yeast. Yeast is important because you need it for the bread and the tortillas and stuff. I Actually, I don't know. But, like, if you can use yeast for tortillas. I don't know. Maybe I'm making tortillas wrong. Um, I, I can't make tortillas, but if you want some flatbread, <laughs> I figured out how to do that instead of tortillas. But, um, also you can make it with muffins. I mean, there's just so many things that you can use with baking powder and yeast. I, my freezer is stocked up with yeast. And that's the other thing, you can freeze yeast. I think it's like up to like 
I don't know how many years, but you can do it. Uh, number six, they're saying preservation. Um, basically, that would be like drying herbs from the garden, making homemade jerky. Um, and honestly, this was basically invented before, I believe, the freezer. People were doing this before the freezer because they needed a method to uh, keeping stuff. Um, canned goods from the garden. Again, it would be better if you could just have, like, your tomatoes on hand, cilantro, um, I almost said celery, but I guess you could have celery on hand. But, you know, just your basic herbs and vegetables, guys. Uh, and then they're saying homemade lard. Now, in case you don't know how to make homemade lard, it's quite simple. Every time you make bacon or hamburger or any kind of meat substance that's going to give you grease, put that bitch inside of a um, container. I I have one sitting by my uh, a stove as we speak. Oatmeal is coming in. Now, you guys, oatmeal is important. And just remember, regular oats, guys. Regular, like, fast, simple oats. I think you can get them, like, for a minute, two minute, five minute oats. I don't know. Dude, you could cook oatmeal so fast nowadays, I don't really know. Um, dried beans and dried peas. Now, if you don't have dried peas or beans, you can also stock up on the canned beans and peas. Now, peas were as central to everything in the Great Depression. Um, for split peas, <laughs> um, you know, soup, uh, pasta. They had fucking uh, peas and pasta for everything. Potatoes is absolutely a must. Yes. Like I said, get the actual potatoes. Don't get the canned potatoes too, guys. Stock up on canned potatoes, but I think they may be a little more pricier nowadays. But regular potatoes, you can still get at a good price. And grow your own potatoes, guys. They're not. It's not hard to grow a potato. Um, spices and salt, yes. We've already had that conversation. Rice, yes. Um, and then it goes into canned peas and green beans. But, like I said, that goes in with the dried stuff. Um, green beans, yeah. Again, you can make green beans from your garden, guys. Uh, cured meats like hot dogs. It, the Great Depression had tons of hot dogs. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever actually watched or looked up recipes, but they have tons of them. And they all, like I said, it goes back to, like, peas, pasta, and hot dogs was, like, a big thing. They, and potatoes. They put potatoes in pasta. Um, and dandelions, they're saying. Um, foraging for the ultimate example and using what you have around you. Well, during the spring, collecting dandelions was the only way families boosted their nutrition. That makes sense. I had no idea that you could... You could do, uh, I, I would never have thought about that. I thought about, which is funny because I was going to say dandelion tea before I saw dandelions, but I don't even, I just totally spaced it out. Pasta, that's a must. Um, other things, these were more of like the rationed staples from the Great Depression. They're common, but they were more rationed, like fish, canned goods, butter, eggs, sugar, and coffee. Coffee was something you had to ration because nowadays you have to ration coffee. Has anyone seen the price of a freaking uh, 16 ounce thing of fucking coffee nowadays? Holy crap. Um, I, th I don't know what it's like. Like, 
literally. I don't know what it is like for you guys, but holy shit. <laughs> okay, coffee's expensive. It was already like $8. Now it's gone up over here. Like, I think it's $12.99 for like 16 ounces of coffee. But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. This has become a very ouch, long episode. And um, yeah, I just, I th I'm going to leave it at this. And, um, yeah. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at this. I apologize. I don't know what just happened. My, my internet just went wonky. My computer went wonky. So I apologize. This whole thing is wonky. And like I said, when I'm comfortable, I'm going to come back and give you guys an update and kind of know what's going on with my mental health. But... Like I said, I kind of stressed myself into a panic attack last night, and then on top of that, I stressed myself into anxiety for the day, so, yeah. So, anyway, I love you guys. Hopefully this is a little helpful. Sorry this was longer than usual. I'm really trying things. I kind of just am all over the place mentally, and with this war going on, with food shortages going on with the stupid fake pandemic thing going on, with COVID still going on. There's just things that I want to bring to people's attention and kind of just help you guys out in the long run. I am going to come back tomorrow with another episode. Um, and this one's going to be a little bit funner, I promise. Um, anyways, I love you guys all, and I hope you're well. And I'm going to leave you with Mr. Dean Martin himself. It's just like the fella said, tell me quick, ain't another kick in the head. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head. The sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just the beginning, my life 